0: You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. And this is John from John Tweet Sports. John,
1: how
2: are you doing today, brother? Mm. I am doing great the Georgia Bulldogs are in the national championship Ooh. um I uh I had a Florida fan come at me on Twitter about uh oh, no about calling about calling this game the natty they said that the natty is what you win and that the game is called the game or the final um <laughs> I, I don't know if they you know the the United uh Home mortgage, Gasparilla Bowl has really what was messed that? up there. What's that? <laughs> their, What's their, that their postseason. I don't know. I guess you have to call. I guess you have to have official names when you play in those kind of bowls. <laughs> sure. But this is just called. This is just called the Natty. So I'm excited. No, to it's be, called
0: the Natty. Just to be clear, it has been. It, things could have changed, John, in the decade and a half that it's been since Florida has even <laughs> sniffed at this game, even gotten a whiff of
2: mm-hmm. this kind of. That's
0: right. Of of this kind of limelight. So things could have changed. It could have been back in the day, back when the players Florida's trying to recruit were infants um, and they were competing for championships. Um, I mean, it it could have been. That that's I, I, I got okay, okay.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Netsuite. Netsuite is number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for special end of the year financing. Now continue, Mike.
0: Don't goodness. ask the man a question if you don't want a
2: robust conversation. I, I asked it. him.
1: I, you started talking. You said I how you're him, doing, Daniel, Listen, I didn't listen. say what do you think, Daniel. I asked John what he thought. I didn't ask you. Hey, if you're listen, new to guys. the podcast, if you're new to YouTube. Um, you shouldn't have to go any further than the two minute mark to realize we are fans. We talk like fans. We're not gurus or insiders. This is so much less bow tie and so much more whiskey like that's that's kind of the tagline which literally, literally it's there. Uh, we're fans first and foremost glad you're here today's episode. We're going to talk about that natty that Florida is not in, that Georgia is in, that we will be playing Bama come Monday night, much to the chagrin of a lot of you fans. It's not Saturday, it's Monday. Deal with it. Let's move on. Um, Daniel, how breaking down these segments today?
0: Well, let's let's do this. We ended the podcast yesterday. And by the way, thank you so much for all of your insightful comments in the comment section. We do, we do love, we do love to read them. Um a lot of people actually, some really, some really good thoughts on the game. I think, um, John, I'm going to ask you this question because this is the vibe I'm getting from Alabama fans. And then yeah. here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what we ended the show yesterday by talking about. We're going to talk about what's the game plan. What's the game plan for Alabama to beat Georgia? And then maybe we'll flip that and say what's the game plan for Georgia to beat Alabama. But, um, John, I want to start by this. Um I have a hypothesis that as much as Georgia fans want to win this game and they do they're desperate to win this game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think equally true is that Alabama fans are scared to lose this game and I don't mean Alabama fans that you're scared that you're going to lose that you that you fear Georgia mm-hmm. I mean you're scared of the prospect of losing the game. I think Alabama fans are are the most insecure fan base in all of sports, and they need to be on top of the mountain to feel good about themselves. And they are terrified of the prospect that someone could come and knock them off this pedestal. Do you get that vibe in your interactions with Alabama fans, John, or is that something I'm making up?
2: No, I, I definitely get that vibe. Um, you can see it for yourself if you go onto the to the interwebs and the social medias. When Alabama lost to Texas A and M, um, this is a fan base who has won seven national championships, has played for a gazillion of them since the Nick Saban has been there. They are in another one, and yet, uh, it, you know, any um, any prospect of a loss. Sends them into two areas. Number one, it sends them uh, into the area of trying to figure out how they're going to excuse that loss. Mm. Uh, and number and number two, it sends them into a, uh, I, I honestly believe this, and I shout out to my family members, believe it or not, who are um, who are Alabama fans. I have members of my extended family who are Alabama fans. Um, they there is a deep insecurity of losing what they have. Because it is it is uh, it is very difficult for them to look and see that there is, you know, Nick Saban is 70 years old. He's in his 27th year of coaching and uh, of, of, of head coaching and then all those years of being an assistant. Um, and there's not another Nick Saban run, walking through that door, so I think that 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 is a deep insecurity. Well, there is Dabo Swinney, so they're <laughs> oh, Debo, yeah. they're gonna yeah they're gonna pluck Dabo Swinney from absolutely absolutely he did did a great job this year. Um, yeah, absolutely reloading. I think um, it's an interesting. Interesting question,
1: Daniel and I had John for this game winning. Um, Georgia wins this game, and all of a sudden you're talking about possibly. Sabin and Alabama, we've been winning on the recruiting trail. Yep, there's been a, a gap that has closed on that. Uh, you want to yep. talk about talent on the roster? I was just talking to locked on <clears throat> Bama, mm-hmm. he thinks 10 out of the top 12 players in this game are the most talented, belong to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all of a sudden, you win one from Nick after and Kirby said he couldn't, and after we got here, and all of a sudden. You got a stew going, in which the conversation turns into, mm. "Oh no, is Kirby yeah. now is is it's, this starting to happen?"
2: It's very different winning a game at home in the fourth or fifth week of the regular season versus That's Alabama, right. like Texas AM and m did this year, or the prospect of winning a national championship like Kirby Smart is is taking leading the team into um the opportunity to do that on Monday. Those are very, very, very different things. And you you get over that hurdle. And I think if you're Kirby Smart, um a a lot of there's a lot of things that open up, you know, and I think um I mean let's be honest, recruits uh I'm Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time, greatest college football coach of all time. 100% 100% accurate. 100% yep. no question about it. I will give that man his due um forever. He is he is a fantastic football coach. Uh but you do have to look at the prospect of you got a guy over here that's 45, 46 years old that has the the energy that has the um hot spot and the swagger that Kirby Smart Ooh. has on that Ooh. recruiting trail. Um and uh you know that that uh the the young pup jumps up and uh and dethrones the king even for one game. I mean that that that's a really, really, really big deal. I think it's a bigger deal than people um mm. want yes, to sir. admit. Yeah. Alabama yes, fans terrified. <laughs> terrified of
0: the bowl cut. You heard it here first. They are it's scared terrible. to death of bowl the cut bowl Kirby. cut
2: and Kirby smart you know and and 30 and 30 seconds just real quick guys the reason being is because they never want to give that they never want to give Kirby Smart the credit that he is due of helping to build that dynasty that they have enjoyed no they never want to give him that credit and when he beats Nick Saban they have to give him that credit and i think that's the no, they don't. real insecurity well they don't have no, they to don't. but that's but that's the insecurity that they're looking down uh the road at of like wait a second <laughs> this guy learned everything from our guy and now all of a sudden he is beating our guy, and that is not a prospect that they are uh, prepared to live with.
0: No, it's not great. Um, all right, we're going to get into those questions. We're going to attack this game plan. If uh, if the if we were the coaching staffs, which thank the Lord, the coaching staffs are much smarter than we are. But <laughs> y'all uh, happy that we are here on this podcast? Let's just make that please perfectly be at known. Me. What what's the anticipated game plan? How do you attack each of these teams? And so we're going to come back and talk about that. Uh, but first, I want to let you know about Built Bar. It is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. Built Bar comes in a wide variety of delicious flavors. All of them can be found at BiltBar.com. You've got fruit flavors, chocolate flavors, caramel flavors. Whatever you want is there at BiltBar.com. This is 2022. It's the new year. You're trying to eat right. You're trying to make good choices. You're trying to avoid things that are bad for you and pursue things that are good for you. The problem is things that are good for you are not good. They don't taste good. You don't want to eat them. And so you, uh, you're going to renege on your resolutions quickly. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, keto approved. It is uh, a candy bar, but uh, it's actually a protein bar. Hmm. It is uh, the one that Clint and I trust. It's the one we reach for when we need hit that 2 o'clock lull or on the way to the office or on the way home or whenever you need it. BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON15.
1: Also, want to let you know really quick about GetUpside. Uh, this is an incredible app. Everyone needs to have to buy gas. Daniel, you buy gas. Many people I are do. about to hit the I've road. Done it. I've uh, done it. Once or twice. Many people are going to hit the road coming up very soon and try to travel on down to Indianapolis or up to Indianapolis or side to Indianapolis. Just get there. Yes, it's cold. <laughs> Deal with it. And all y'all, right? I'm telling you, I'm interrupt this ad read for this. Put Shut on a your sweater. sweater.
0: Put shut on your a hole how sweater. cold it
1: is. You don't know cold, okay? I, I know cold. You shut your <laughs> hole. Um, listeners right now are making 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cent per gallon your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code SCORE. 50 cent gallon cash back. Uh the cash back gets added right to your account. You can withdraw with PayPal e gift card straight to your bank account uh with the app store and promo code score. Get up to fifty cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code
0: score. Clint the Weldon brothers, if we make them the title sponsor of the podcast, are offering to come shovel your driveway. Uh snow removal. So just something to consider. Instant,
1: instant yes. Instant title yes. Sp-
0: <laughs> They're presented by the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, presented by the Welder brothers. Yes, so,
1: yes, in perpetuity.
0: I'm not, sure, Until... I'm not sure what they get out of it, but that's that's it. <laughs>
1: let's let's that's make it happen.
0: All right. Um, John, Clint, um, uh, we, we ended the podcast this way yesterday. If you are this Alabama team, how are you going to attack— Georgia. What's your game plan to try to win? And this, on the surface, seems like a ridiculous question because not three weeks ago we watched this Alabama team absolutely decimate this mm-hmm. Georgia team. They beat them forty-one to twenty-four. We all know the score, um, and and so you might say to yourself, "Well, what kind of a, a silly question is this?" If you're this Georgia team, if you're this Alabama team, you just do the same thing that you did the last time against Georgia. Um, but is that true? That's that's where I want to start. Is that is that the case? Is that the game plan to beat Georgia? How do you do it if you're Alabama? Do you just try to carbon copy what happened in Atlanta three weeks ago? Hmm. John,
2: what's what do you think, Clint? Here? All right, I'll go first. Um, I mean, I can go first if you want me to. I don't yeah, want to put you on the spot the whole time. No, I'll take it. No, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, real, I'll be quick though. Um, no. <laughs> first of all, you have you don't you're missing uh, a key component to that game plan. Uh, a guy named John Mechie, who um, oh, you hate there? to see you hate to see anyone get hurt. You you certainly you know I think. Um, as competitors, you want to play against you wanna play against the best, but you are missing John Mechie, uh, who was a huge part of that game plan. Um, so you can't come out and do you can't come out and do the same thing that you tried to that you tried to do. Uh number two, the Georgia defense. Um, you know, I, I was looking at this earlier today, and legitimately the Georgia defense for all intents and purposes has dominated fifty-four out of fifty-six quarters. <laughs> in 2021. One of those was the first quarter at Tennessee where they gave up 162 yards in the first quarter and and uh and 10 points. And the other one was Alabama in the second quarter where they gave up 309 yards of offense and 24 points. Um, no, John
1: who, the whole deep not just Lewis seen yardage the whole team. How many did the whole
2: <laughs> Well that's well that's William Poole yardage too guys. Oh, okay. um, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's so, fair. so so uh yeah. And so you can't come out with the same game plan because you have to think a defense that has dominated 54 out of 56 quarters and played well that that held Alabama to uh, points below their b- below jo- Georgia's senior season averages allowed in the first and fourth quarter of that game. Like you have to look at that and say Georgia has smart coaches. Georgia has smart defensive coaches. Georgia has good players. You can't come out with the same game plan. So. That's you know the easy answer to that is is no. Um, I think for me, like you got to find you, it, This is it sounds ridiculous, but Alabama had to do it against Cincinnati. Well, they ha- they could do it against Cincinnati. They didn't have to, but you got to find a way to to get Brian Robinson in the game. He's healthy. You got to find a way to get him uh, running the ball. And I, it's going to be a tough sledding. But that for me is like. You got to get it to him out of the backfield. You got to get him running run the ball. You got to get Georgia. You know, try to keep them honest because I do think this game plan uh, will be very different for Alabama. I don't think you can go out and do the same thing that you did last no, game.
1: No, you can't go out and do everything exactly the same way against no. Georgia. And they're not going to do the Cincy game. So all y'all who think they're mm-hmm. going to try to get bully ball, they're not going to do bully no. ball because they know no. they're going to lose that one. Like he knows they know. All right, they could yeah. they could try to get Bama of old. Why would you You have Bryce Young as quarterback? And two, they're going to lose that game because we own that territory. Um, This is where they attack, and it's going to be interesting. I agree. It's a more balanced approach. They need Robinson to get four yards, five yards, because here's what I think they're going to want to do. They can't split the defensive attention with two burners and two incredible Mm -hmm. wide receivers anymore, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to have to take shots, Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to take shots against Darion. I really do. Because if mm-hmm. you watch how he plays, it's mm-hmm. boom or bust, right? He's a gambler, yeah. which it works when he gets two interceptions, but but he's gonna get burned one play. Like it's it's almost a guarantee for me. Mm-hmm. They wanna keep on pace, they want to take shots, and they're gonna use that. Blade Slayton, Slade, whatever
2: his name is, out of the slot.
0: Slade
1: Bolden, um, Slade Blaten, um, Blade, uh, Blade <laughs> Slayton. Slayton. Um, he's gonna
2: be. He's gonna be. He's gonna make a good living with the Patriots, guys. He's by make the, way, by the way, great living with the New England Patriots. Bama, right, Lad McConkie's coming.
1: <laughs> I know how to pronounce his name, Bama fans. I am trolling you, and you just you just typed in a comment, it, and I proved my point. <laughs> it's Ojabo.
0: Ojabo is how you say it.
1: Oh, uh, like
0: the number of pressures he had in the game. O- oh no! So I think
1: John, you're right. They're going to want to do that. It's going to be hard because they got offensive linemen out. Um, I think Bryce Young's going to be scrambling in out of the pocket a little bit more. Honestly, like this is going to sound weird. I th- not like Georgia's offense, but shades of it. Okay, shades of it because they can't. Again, last game we saw them motion to get Dan Landing or um, Dan Jackson one on one on a otherworldly athlete. They're not going to be able to do that this game. Uh, we have people back; they have injuries. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit more balanced. Yeah, they got good players now. They got good
2: players. They sure. Players. like even even the two, you know, the two and the three deep. So uh, you know, got to respect the players. But I just don't. This, um, it, there's a difference between a John Mechie and what he can do, and uh, only only having to uh, worry about um, Jameson Williams out there. Yep. And the, I guess the point
0: is, this is not three Georgia fans trying to say that Georgia is 100% going to win the game or even okay. that Georgia should be the favorite in the game or whatever. This nope. is just a, a, an exercise in an effort to point out that the comment that you just typed, which was 40 or uh, 41 to 24, ha, 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 roll, tide, roll. Um, That comment doesn't mean a ton because, again, <laughs> that score isn't necessarily indicative it's it is indicative of who dominated that game it's not necessarily indicative of anything that's related to this game because again if your game plan is the same as it was last time alabama Mm -hmm. what you're saying is our game plan offensively is to have people not know what to do like to have people run wide open Georgia yeah. players not knowing what to do and our guys run wide open uncovered not because of a tricky design but because mm-hmm. simply the Georgia DBs played the wrong coverage we're in the wrong spot and so if that's what you're banking on to win mm-hmm. well congratulations you're just hoping the other team you know craps the bed which yeah it's fine Georgia might crap the bed <laughs> again but that shouldn't be your game plan trying to win. And yeah. that's well, what, what happened in Atlanta.
2: Well, what Bama figured out was uh, William Poole, who, who, you know, to his credit uh, against Michigan, allowed two catches for 22 yards. Against Alabama, he allowed nine catches for 164 yards, and 111 of those yards were yards after the catch and when you look at those numbers when you look at a, at one guy giving up nine receptions for 164 yards, two touchdowns, 111 yards after catch. You look at Lewis Seen who gave up six receptions for 80 yards and 44 of those yards were after the catch. Um and then you look at what you know you just they're good players. You look at William Poole who turned around and played almost 50 snaps against Michigan and played very well. Um because Georgia had three to four weeks to fix that stuff that was wrong. And when you think about like the athletes that you line up out there, you do, you know, it's going to be very difficult for Alabama to get a Jameson Williams, for example, on a William pool. They they were able to get John Mechie on a William pool or Jameson Williams on a William pool. Cause he had the other guy that they had to worry about. But when you're missing one of those guys, and again, not guaranteeing anything because this is Alabama, it's Nick Saban. I don't think Georgia should be the favorite in this game, which we can talk about as well. Um, but no, you sir. look at the no, gaudy sir. numbers, particularly in that second quarter, and you got to think about a 15-minute period where it's very difficult for a team to make adjustments. And you just have these athletes running up and down the field. And, you know, you put up 24 points. I just have a very hard time seeing that happening again with the personnel that Alabama is going to run out there. So they got they're going to have to figure out something else to be to be more balanced.
1: Yep. Uh, we got some more questions after this break, but 1st one lets you know about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite. How's that uh, merger happening in Canada? Yes or
2: no? Oh, yeah, we're, we're working on it. It's going to happen. Love it. Fantastic.
1: NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Visibility control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. It can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility control after upgrading NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade to netsuite.com slash locked head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one of a kind financing offer of the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked.
0: Now, before we jump into this, this final segment, um, let me, let me say for the sake of balance, William Poole's performance against Alabama. William Poole's performance against Michigan. Bryce Young. <laughs> okay. Cade
2: McNamara. Very, like, very fair and very
0: Very different, different humans. Okay. Very different. Not very not a similar species at all. It does not seem. S- uh, but so,
2: Slade Bolden and whoever those Michigan receivers were,
0: Blade Slayton I'm, is much better.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I believe his name is Chase Bladen. Chase Bladen (laughs) is his name. Uh, Okay, (laughs) Alabama fan right now. You're going to learn his name on Monday night. Roll Tide Roll. All right. Let's talk about the other side of the ball. Let's talk about Georgia's offense against. Todd Monken, John, don't know if you agree. Doesn't matter if you do. We already said it on the podcast, <laughs> um, so it's gospel at this point. It's, it's cemented. It's been, written, it's been written in stone. Um, I think we think Todd Monken called his best game of his Georgia career uh, yeah. against Michigan. He he was out there just hitting homers, yeah. just yeah. absolutely yeah. slugging. Yeah. Um, it wasn't perfectly executed. It was very nearly perfectly executed, but it was darn near a perfect game plan. Uh, yep. He 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 had him off balance the whole game, and uh, it was a thing of beauty. What's the game plan now, Michigan? Very different team than Alabama. Again, on the defensive side of the ball as well. Different in the secondary. Different on the defensive front. So. What's the game plan for Michigan or for, for Michigan for Georgia against Alabama on Monday when Georgia has the ball
2: yeah that's that's a great question I think for me and this is <laughs> this is gonna I'm just gonna say it guys oh, I don't no. think I don't think Georgia has to change too much from what they did in the first game, and I believe this and here's why. I think you had a, you know, if anything, I think Stetson Bennett (laughs) distributed the ball to too many people. Clint's Clint's leaving
0: the podcast. He's leaving the podcast
2: right now. (laughs) I think Todd Munkin. So I thought this. So I thought I thought this the same thing about the Michigan game. I thought it was Todd Munkin's best game that he's called at Georgia since the first half of the 2020 Alabama game. If you remember that game, mm. um, Stetson Bennett got a ba- threw a batted ball. It got intercepted on the first drive. After that, Georgia went on to score 24 points in the first half versus Alabama in Tuscaloosa, uh, and and it, Todd Munkin was emptying the bag. And I thought that Michigan game was a full, sustained game of that, but it reminded me very much of, of that. And what he did was he took advantage Of the mismatches because Georgia has mismatches on to exploit on this Alabama defense. You have 12 and 13 personnel with with two tight ends in quotes. Um, uh, You have, you know, uh, a running back stable that you can that you can utilize in very various ways, right? Like you can hand the ball to James Cook, you can throw it to him, you can hand it to Kenny McIntosh, you can throw it to him, he can throw the ball. Um, <laughs> as we saw versus Michigan, um, but I think Georgia does have to be they have to find a way to run the ball better. If there's one thing that they have to change, the offensive line has to assert itself like it did against Michigan and be in a place where you can keep, you know, Will Anderson at, at bay as much as you can but i think those mismatches are there to be had what you can't do is you can't 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 play outside of your game turn the ball over uh try to for you know I, I inexplicably in my opinion go for it <laughs> on you know fourth and nine it's like take the points right like i think you have to not outsmart yourself and not outcoach yourself um but when i looked back at the alabama game um Truly, I think it was it was it was much more of a, of the defense putting the offense in a position where they they didn't want to be and couldn't operate because they were in their head. And I think if that happens again, if Georgia, you know, in the first half, if, if Alabama comes out and is running up and down the field and scoring points, I think it's going to be a long day for Georgia. But I think if the defense shows up, I think the offensive game plan, you know, doesn't have to change too much. And that's a that's a real real hot take, but that's uh that's my, my feelings. Clint, tell me what I'm wrong.
1: Not, no, <laughs> I I I actually I don't disagree that much. There's a few wrinkles I'd add into it. I was yeah. but um no, I think the offense in rhythm with what we have and what we do mm-hmm. is is just fine. We've been top five offense all year. Mm-hmm. Okay, like we're fine. Yeah. We're we're up there with them. Uh so I don't think too much is needed. I actually think a game like Michigan is on next for Todd Munkin mm-hmm. and this offense. I mean, where do you want to attack Alabama? You you don't want to attack uh Will Anderson except to run straight at him. We're not afraid mm-hmm. of him in pass pro because we've just shown we could shut him down last game, which we did, except for two mm-hmm. plays. Mm-hmm. And the pressures from Michigan wasn't there. I think Stetson's going to have more confidence and more ability to change the play call, which we found out this week from Kirby. He changed the play call a bunch of times at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. against Michigan. I think he's going to have that same ability against Alabama. I don't think Alabama has as much talent across the defense as we do on offense. Mm -hmm. I, I know Bama fan, like we have better offensive skill positions than you do defensive skill positions. I believe that with my heart. So yeah, I think go out there, rinse, repeat, from Michigan and the things that might be a little different might be how do we how do we add a little more run that's not just with Zeus? I think yeah. Michigan it was clear. Yeah. You know how, how yeah. do we get James Cook? How do we get Kenny McIntosh? How does that get up and going so we're not force feeding Brock so much on it? You might see a little bit more of that, but honestly, yeah, I, Todd Munkin's game against Michigan mm-hmm. and the game against Alabama. Pretty pretty close. Not exact, but but close. Same family.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um <clears throat> I say a couple things. One, to your point, John. Um Georgia played okay offensively, obviously, right? Like we we turn the ball over in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's if you give us a, a field goal right there instead yep. of a turnover. Yep. Then we score twenty seven points in the game you know like it's not like and and again to, no help from the defense none none whatsoever no short fields no blocked punts no turnovers i mean Bryce Young did throw an interception in the fourth quarter as he is prone to do when he gets pressured but um but the offense while the game plan might have been okay mm-hmm. Stetson Bennett was awful in that awful. game awful he was execution poor awful he threw two interceptions. One of them was a pick six, but he threw another pick six in the first quarter. The dude just dropped it. He threw yeah. it. Do you remember that first drive of the game? Oh yeah. He put yeah, it right in the breadbasket of yep. a, a defender that just baited the throw, and he looked like Cade McNamara out there, yep. just threw it right to him, yep. and he dropped it. Uh, you so he's got to play better. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the game plan, but. Georgia's not going to win this game if Setson doesn't have he doesn't have to play as well as he did against Michigan, I don't think, for Georgia to win this game. But he does have to play a lot better than he played against Alabama. Not that he didn't make some throws against Alabama, you know. He hit well, George I mean, Pickens. He threw he threw a million times to Brock Bowers and it was awesome. He hit James Cook a few times on some swing passes that went, you know, went for some decent gains. But I mean but the he mistakes has, he, were
2: there. He had a drive, the second drive of the game, when Georgia went eight plays, ninety-seven yards, where he was five for five for yep. ninety yards passing.
0: Yep, including and throwing it, out of his own end zone
2: to Ad Mitchell, I believe, and yep. you know, spread the yep. ball. Yep. yep, absolutely. So, you you know, that's Stetson Bennett playing within himself. That is like. He's he's in a position where he had a three to nothing lead there. The defense uh, had had uh, forced Alabama to uh, two drives where they came away with no points. Right. Like you're in a situation where, again, back to Clint's point where you're in some kind of rhythm. And when you get in that rhythm, he can play really well. He can, um, yeah. But when the defense gets out of rhythm, and you're in a situation where the team is on the field, you know, scoring points quickly, or the team is on the field with long drives and and ending in points, the the opponent is on the field. Um, that's where bad things happen. And, he's uh, not. He's no. he's the perfect
0: analogy to this to the the rhythm jump shooter, right? In basketball, yeah. the three point yep. shooter who yep. needs. To catch it on that little hop, yep. and he needs that one dribble or whatever. He's not mm-hmm. Steph Curry. He's not the guy that just goes out and gets his shot, no matter where mm-hmm. it is, no matter when it is. That's not who he is. That's Bryce Young, to be mm-hmm. fair. Bryce Young's the guy that just goes and gets his shot. Yep. Uh, Stetson yeah. needs the rhythm. And and then, Clint, to your point, I think the key, a key for Georgia offensively in this game. And I understand you put it on tape and you show it because if if you only do certain things with certain people, then the the opposing team knows that you only do certain things. (laughs) So we have not done that this year. But now it's the last game of the season. And so there's no more tape. You understand? None. So here's what I want to see from Georgia. I want to see us only use our best – players in the best situations
2: absolutely
0: and I don't want to hurt any feelings on the podcast but I don't want to see Kenny McIntosh carry the ball one time in this game throw it to him throw it to him if you want
2: but do not hand him the ball yeah here's here's what I'll say to you there is no reason in my opinion that Stetson Bennett needs to throw the ball to 10 or 11 people there's no reason Figure out your mismatches, figure out what's working, get those guys out in space and put good on good and go play ball. Like, I think if you get in a situation where you're rotating in, you know, a a gazillion guys, that's again, it goes back to rhythm. And and I think, you know, when you look at the difference between, you know, the Michigan game and and the Alabama game, you saw. Um, explosive plays but you also saw a lot of the a lot of the guys that were in there were making they, they were having an opportunity to actually get the rhythm and i think that's the difference between looking at the alabama game where stetson was throwing it to 10 or 11 people and georgia had four or five different guys running the ball and then you look at you know um the you look at the the michigan game and you had you know it was actual matchup. The reason he was throwing it is because there was a mismatch. Yes. It was Jermaine Burton yep. running to the boundary. It was yep. James Cook out of the backfield on a linebacker. Like That's what you've got to do, and that's how you build the rhythm and, and not just be in a situation where you're slinging around to to everybody.
1: Again, James Cook on a linebacker, instant
2: throw. Give me instant that. Instant throw. Come on, Every Toto. Every single time. Put James Cook on Toto. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to, oh, to, oh!
1: not gonna like that one. Uh yeah, to your point, the uh in rhythm shooter. It's exactly what Georgia has on the basketball team with um stop with stop with uh you stop.
2: Uh, stop. Hey, stop. we're
1: gonna be back tomorrow. <laughs> we're gonna be talking more <laughs> Georgia National. Natty, the game, the big one, uh national championship. Uh we will see you guys tomorrow. See ya.